This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, the, the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go. Welcome to Seattle Overload a Seattle Seahawks podcast at Odyssey with a heavy dosage of X's and O's. I'm your host, Matty F. Brown, joined by Griffin and Ty. The Seahawks won. They did it. And a lot of our priors were confirmed, which is always good. But more importantly, the Seahawks won. As you can see on this graphic, they beat the Denver Broncos 17-16 to in an absolute thriller, Monday Night Football. Football's back. The Seahawks won. Don't know if I've said that. And wow, I was impressed with so many things. I guess the place to start is the end of game situation, which was classically Seattle in that it was manic. It was crazy. There was an element of what are we watching here? Griffin. How long has Nathaniel Hackett got? Uh, That's a question for Mark Rogers. I'm oh. failing with my camera at the moment. <laughs> Physics, right? This is, this is the first episode we're doing uh, rectangular boxes, or maybe something. Yeah. You know, maybe you're just listening to the audio, so it doesn't. Matter. But uh, we're, we're trying to figure this out right now. I mean, but Maddie, that's above our pay grade. We'll have to ask Russell Wilson's agent that. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. first game as a head coach, he's a rookie head coach, right? I thought I thought his um, game plan was pretty rust friendly. A good use of his skill set, yes. let everything flow through what Russ does. I thought that was pretty smart. And then he clearly isolated, um, you know, some of Seattle's inherent like structural, de- structural de- defensive flaws, you know, and weaknesses. So I mean, good on him. Um, I, I thought the bigger gains, though, that was more Russ creating out of structure. Um, so like, I don't know. I mean, the tape will tell. Like, did he scheme anything? Then again, can you really scheme anything downfield? That's just Russ trying to make things happen. Um, so I don't know. But as far as managing the clock there at the end and what they're doing at the timeouts and only had 64 yards. I mean, it was a 64 yarder. I don't know, man. I don't know how that will go over internally. Um, if I was Denver, I would hope, well, guys, let's, let's not overreact. Let's just, you know, keep our heads cool and then, you know, get on to the next week. It's week one, you know. Um, yeah. So beyond that, I, I don't even know what to process. Yeah, I don't get like so. Just to outline for everyone, you've all watched it, but the situation: one eleven in the one eleven, sorry, in the fourth quarter, third and fourteen. Uh, Wilson gets them into fourth and five, and you're thinking, well, 
they, they, they're going to go for this and they're going to take a timeout. They let the clock drain all the way down and then take a timeout with like one second left. Um, and it, get, it brings up 20 seconds on the clock. I was actually worried that Pete Carroll hadn't taken a timeout because I was like, well, this is going to be the game. Let's take a timeout, Pete, get the defense up to speed, you know, make sure you've got the right play in, seen their look initially and get everything right so no one messes up. Also, give the guys a breather because it seemed like half the defense was cramping out there. But like, they they go and kick a field goal, and the analytics say that that actually may have been advantageous. Edward of ESPN says that Denver had a a thirty percent win probability attempting the sixty four yard field goal attempt, but only a twenty nine percent chance of winning by going for it on the the fourth and five. That to me seems very strange, given that McManus has missed his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven attempts previous of 62 yards and greater and it's on the road in seattle with smoky skies and all of that good stuff so real ballsy of him to take it away from russell wilson with his blockbuster deal all of that stuff and it was not an isolated incident the time management throughout the game was was questionable like russell was struggling with it um they had end of half the end of the first half they drained the clock so much that they ended up with a field goal. But I thought if they'd handled that better, they you know could have taken a timeout, had a bit more time to think about things, had a better pacing, mixed in the run game a bit more. It was it was wild what happened there. I do agree, Griff, with what you were saying about um, I thought Hackett's designs and his game plan and his blending of heavy personnel stuff and 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 all that goodness that was nice. It seemed to be a nice mix of what he wants along with Russell Wilson. We'll see if that lasts, especially now with the narrative, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, this is like we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I don't know how the Broncos game plan the way exactly that it was, how that that's something that can sustain because like they were not touching gun like you can't not run an actual drop back offense. Mm. And it was very on first and 10 right? like like they didn't. Yeah. And like they didn't get into any of it till it was like second and 15 because they had all those penalties. But like you got to run some of it on first. And like, I don't know. You can't survive that way. It's not tenable, especially mm-hmm. at the rate they were passing within that. Um, also, where was the tempo? Yeah. T- Ty, the, what, mm-hmm. what did you see on the, the two uh, two goal line fumbles from Denver? Because to me, that was, again, time ticking down. Yeah. I think Russ is at least partly at fault for both of those fumbles because you know clock's running down he's clapping his hands it's a little chaotic there uh the handoffs weren't very clean especially on the uh the one that al woods blew up um they were just so out of sync uh at the goal line i think they ran what was it 12 plays in the red zone they didn't score a single touchdown um like that's unacceptable and that falls on the quarterback that ultimately falls on the quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, you know, what we've seen at times in Seattle with Russ. The the clock management, I mean, he has all the talent in the world, but the clock management can be putrid at times. And it was tonight. Uh, and I thought that was a, a real big reason that uh, the Broncos ended up losing this game was just Russ not really being aware of what the clock is. Also, you know, right before they uh, they end up kicking the field goal, you know, they have the fourth and five. And they're just letting the clock run down, and then they just call timeout. 
Like, it's just, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable for um, an 11-year quarterback who's supposed to be one of the best in the game. Like, you just can't have that. You can't have that in those moments. And, of course, you know, it's week one and all that, but it's not a good start. It's not a good start for us and and the Broncos. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, we saw a couple of new things, a couple cool things out of Russ uh, tonight. But overall, the, some of the same issues that we had seen plague, plague him in Seattle were prevalent once again in this game. And so it's yeah. just. It, it, you you have to wonder if that's just not something that's ever going to to go away. And I'm talking about more of the mental stuff rather than you know some of the physical limitations that he has, some of the schematic mm. limitations that he has. But some of the mental stuff, like that's that's a big part of it. Like the clock management, that has to get better. You're this deep into your career, and the clock management is still a a major issue for you in your game. It lost them that game. And maybe we'll, we can deal with the, the other issues in Russ's game when we talk about the Seahawks' defense, but we don't have to bother with Russell Wilson anymore because the Seahawks have a quarterback of their own, Griffin. Some people were slightly higher on a certain Geno Smith than others. Do, do you know anyone who was perhaps keen on Geno Smith, a bit more optimistic about Geno Smith? This is your victory uh, lap, Griff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... What what's so cool about this is he's playing exactly how he played in preseason and exactly how he played in the Jags game. And again, if you isolate what they gave him in the Saints and and um, and um, Steelers game, I mean the process was always sound. The accuracy was always there, and we're just seeing more of it. Surrounded by you know a um, now a. <clears throat> a offense an installed offense that is built around everything that he does so and it just flows through that he flows through it it's you know it's complementary going in both directions so it's just it's everything that we're seeing because you can extract what quarterbacks are doing what any given player is doing and you can try to make you know projections forward into into um you know like you you're making projections. You're, you're, you're taking what you're seeing and you're applying it to what you think they're going to do um, s- schematically and thinking about all the guys fitting around him and it, it, everything's translating. So, I mean, is he going to go 23 for 28 next week? You know, after at eight yards per attempt, I don't know, but I think the process will remain rock solid and they're going to get more going with DK and Tyler. They were going up against a really talented secondary Um um, so it's, uh, it, it was really cool to see. Um, I, uh, I know I've, I've got my, uh, my special way on, um, on social media and everything, but I went into this game, honestly, completely like confident that Gino was going to be functional. I didn't know what the stat yeah. line was going to be. Um, I thought well, they would connect downfield a little bit more, but I thought he was going to play fine. Defense being similar, you know, to right. what he's facing Seattle and Carol himself referred to that. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, he was he was dealing, and then he made some big time throws on third down. I mean, yeah, just he, straight up, he made enough of them, right? Like there was some scary third downs, like third and long situations where you're like, Ugh. but you know, he, 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 the first half was fantastic. Like twenty three of twenty eight, he finished seven yards uh, per attempt, um, and uh, per completion, sorry, uh, and two touchdowns. The second half, did Gino 
and we'd need to watch the tape, of course, the fabled All-22, but um, we'll have a show for you guys out um, Friday where we've reviewed the tape and then previewed the next game against the 49ers. But the second half, based off the broadcast copy, as we have to do, did Gino regress in your eyes, Griffin, or was it a case of uh, other factors at play? Um, <laughs> can you repeat the question, please? You're too busy on the timeline, which is absolutely incredible. Me never. Richard Sherman, Doug Baldwin. I, I heard the first half, and then my brain lost it. All, I was... all these. Well, it's too. It's a bad question. It's too convoluted. Did Gino regress, or what in the second half? In the second were, half, right? Or were no, there well, other problems happening, or is it a bit of both? I I don't think we can really say. One, there wasn't really enough snaps, but then mm. with what seemed to be in his control. He didn't do anything egregiously bad on the the pocket play action sack. That concept, and we talked about this before we recorded, that concept, those concepts, again, we didn't know the exact route pattern downfield. They usually require the ball coming out like uh, right at the bottom of your drop. And if you're not, then you're hitting an outlet. It's like a one-two read thing. You're not really stepping up in the pocket going through a progression. That's not what that play is. And that happens so quick too. If he did step up, it wasn't for the sake of the concept. It was to go take off and go run around and do something. Like the play was dead at that point. Um, on the other one, yeah, he could have stepped up, but then the guard was getting pushed back. Um, but I, I mean, silver lining, he's trying to give whatever the play call is life. He knows the pocket is crumbling a little bit and he's trying to execute the play. So maybe the tape will show he missed the guy that was open. Maybe the tape showed he should have transitioned to the check down sooner. I don't know. I, you can't say, but he still made some throws in the second half. Um, you know, so uh, we'll, we'll see there. The big um, thing for me in the second half was I don't know where the run game went. Now, run game-wise, again, I'd be interested in watching the tape back, but felt like they're getting blown off the football um, a bit and, and struggling despite what we saw in the preseason where against like these kind of too high shell defense looks, the Seahawks have actually been able to run the ball very effectively, even when they're playing, uh, you know, Bunny is first string uh, kind of defense of the preseason. They were able to uh, move the ball. This game, you know, they, the stat line, they they finish at four yards a carry, 19 carries for 76 yards. I just don't know why they didn't run it more. Now, part of that is the Penny's 26-yard uh, run, um, along, his longest run came, which kind of skews the numbers there because he was 12 for 60. But... um. I'm not sure why, especially in the second half, felt like, you know, the, for, uh, well, we I want to talk about the positives of the first half offense, but um, the formation diversity, they sort of went really into the pistol looks and they stopped using uh, under center wide zone and mid zone. I was like, well, this is going to be the drive where they do that. Well, this is going to be the drive where they do, and they just didn't go back to it. And that was unusual. Um, and then there was the drive before, like sort of the end of game moment where, I was very, very surprised that um, they, they sort of went into the show. It went really conservative and scared, uh, like the, the screen sequence and very weird. But um, yeah. I don't, again, I don't think you can place that on Gino. Ty, did you see similar stuff to us? Or? Yeah. Um, and also, I, I, I think it was really, you know, when they had that big run with Penny and it got called back for the holding, I think it was Abraham Lucas who got tabbed for that. Um, that was pretty much it. They pretty much abandoned the run from that point forward. And yeah, I, I thought that that last drive, uh, like the last real drive that they had, uh, where they had an opportunity to put the game away or at least keep the ball out of, out of Russell's, uh, Russ's hands for the most part, 
I thought the play sequencing there was uh, not great. Um, Should have gotten the ball in in Rashad Penny's hands at least once uh, in that situation. Uh, They were running the ball uh, pretty efficiently. uh, Maddie, I think you have the the numbers there. What what was their uh, yards per carry tonight? Well, that's why I've just mentioned it. I don't know if you cut out four yards, but yeah, to repeat 19 carries for 76 yards at four yards per carry, but that is skewed by Rashad Penny's 26 yards uh, Mm -hmm. rush in the first half. So yeah, slightly, slightly, I actually think we'll go back and look, look at the tape and maybe the run looks won't have been as inviting, but it seems impossible that, you know, they weren't able to take downfield shots because they were staying over the top of stuff in shell defense. And simultaneously, they weren't able to run the football well against the kind of inviting boxes that you want. And moving forward, they they will definitely that will be a point of emphasis for this offense. Um, yeah, I, 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 let's can we, talk can about we, quickly. Can we talk hmm. about the thing? Some of the things that we saw in this game from this offense. I'm talking pistol full house. I'm talking QB power. A successful QB power. Yeah. Multiple like, tight ends. Tight ends combining for. A lot of yards, <laughs> two touchdowns, and a lot of yards. Um, yeah. Noah Fant being the tight end with the least receiving yards. What what's going Insane. on here? Insane. Yeah. First career touchdown for Colby Parkinson. Colby P yeah. getting some action tonight. Like the tower. Col- Col- Colby looked long and and smooth out there. I don't know if he looked fast, but he looked long and smooth, and that can combine for enough, you know, to be productive. Uh, yeah, it's cool that they're running straight QB sweep, QB power with. Geno Smith on a money down. I mean, he's got wheels. He's 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 a skilled runner too. He doesn't, you know, have doesn't have the shake like the you know the raw talent there. A lot other guys have, but he's still working with enough. You know, he's like uh, he's like Jake Cutler, athletic, but a little, but a little bit more meat on him. You know, um, so he's got a little more power. And then he was he was taking hits too. Mm. And I don't want him doing that season long, all season long. But this was. Monday Night Football, baby. So you, that you, run you gotta, he was fired up he, tonight. He got eight yards, I think, to bring up. And it was, <clears> oh no, it was more than that. But he ran for, I think it was, hold on. I think it was his 14-yard well, there... scamper, which brought up third and two. Yeah. Now, and that was super impressive because he just like ran into, he didn't just slide. He took like, a okay, shot the off. Slide's the slide's coming. Too. The slide's coming. And it didn't come. Um, yeah. He talk, took a talk, shot talk, off of the head right there on that yeah, play too. Which was, yeah. uh, and I do wonder about that. I mean... I hope, hopefully he's okay, but I do wonder. Like he kind of, he. I mean, he was going through it the whole game. Like uh, in terms of like his his poise and his balance, he seemed very very excited. And I was like, well, let's calm down here. But it was no bad decision. Um, the the thing we've we've had a comment from uh, Chris Adams. Thank you for your comment. And Chris says, my only thing on Gino was his pocket feel. While it's not fair to expect a player out that long to have spidey senses, it did feel like he didn't feel a lot of the pressures in the second half. And Chris, I would somewhat agree with you, but I'd also say like he took two sacks, right? Now the first one, he did he did cough it up and um, Charles Cross was luckily on hand to, to make the play on mm-hmm. the ball. The second one, he secured the football from his blind side. So I think he felt it at the right moment. I'd also say, and, and Griffin, you alluded to this, but if you're going to slide up, as Aikman pointed out, Gino wanted to hit an out route to his right um, and it was off play action. If he slides up and then tries to hit the out route, the angle is far more acute. It's more likely to get picked off. You can't really do it. The launch point's wrong. So that's probably why he didn't do that. And I think in the first half, the best bits of Gino were all kind of pocket presence, moving up, looking absolutely you know, phenomenal. Griffin? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought he looked great in the pocket in the first half. I, I think those second ones, when your tackle gets beat that that bad, I mean, that, those were some rough reps for, for cross. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the, the timing of the play requires more time for the tackle there. So, I don't know. I, I want to see what the routes were looking like downfield. Maybe but, Gino could have. To me, it Go comes ahead. down to they'd already hit like some big third, third and pass. You know, they've hit some of those. Yeah. You can only hit so many. The key is stay out of those situations. And unfortunately, they, they weren't able to enough in the second half. And again, it to me, it comes back to where did the sort of running like element that counter strike go they sort of and and from under center looks a lot of pistol but yeah mm-hmm. yeah i thought uh he played off script uh pretty well uh especially in the in the first half um it was it was that's nice to see because it's like all right the the timing's good we know that that you know gino's going to be able to stay in the system and it kind of seems like a, you know, a couple of folks in the comments are, are saying maybe that he was a little stoic in the pocket tonight. Uh, I saw someone, uh, I, actually, I think it was Hustle Chilson uh, that said that he, he looks like a statue at times. And I mean, he kind of does, but he uh, he showed some good movement getting out of the pocket tonight, uh, making plays on the move. Um, I mean, the, you know, the touchdown to Will Disley, of course, um, you know, he, he steps up into the pocket, seems like he might be uh, taking off and then kind of throws it last second there before he crosses the line of scrimmage. Um, just, just stuff like that. That was huge. Um, there was that one play where he uh, he threw it across his body to Disley and uh, he got a P.I., I think, or holding. Um But Rashad Penny, I, I obviously we got to see the all 22. We got to see what the tape says, but like it seemed like Rashad Penny had no one in front of him. I kind of wish that he targeted Penny on that throw instead of Disley. Cause like, I think that's a touchdown just going off of what I saw on, 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 Maybe. on, on the, on the TV, of course, don't know yeah. if there was anyone there. Um, but yeah, that, that would have been huge. But other than that, I thought he played great tonight. Like, especially that first half, that was perfect. I mean, yeah. Like, cause, cause then it's like second half. The first drive of the game is that the first drive of the second half. Sorry. Is that, um, little smoke route to uh, Metcalf versus off coverage that he fumbles. And it's like, well, that felt like it could have been a drive and then it wasn't. I, I really felt the, you know, the execution and the play calling overall just d- d- dwindled. Um, and you have to give credit. I think Denver's defense probably made some adjustments yeah. and, and yeah. just played better. Um, they, they, they did start to play ma- some more man in the second half and matchups may not have been being won, but. So. Are you ready to transition to the defense? Let's do transition. it. Transition. And they beat Russell Wilson. So firstly, great job, guys. And a lot of adversity. We've we've already sort of discussed the issues Denver's offense was experiencing. And I do think there is definitely an element of, you know, they didn't play in the preseason. And that was their choice. But also that does show up. I think we've seen through the rest of week one as well, offenses have struggled. Nevertheless, uh, Seattle's defense... I felt it had some shaky moments, in, as in, like against their heavy personnel and the the blend of um, uh, tight ends that they were using and eye formation. Seattle's defense really struggled setting an edge uh, at times, but then at times they were better. Um, also, I think the corners were really keen on holding off when they were at the cloud force, the cover two cornerback task of setting the edge downhill. 
I against Iform, I thought they're really cognizant of holding off the the vertical of the receiver before coming down against the run, which meant they were slower to play the run because they didn't want to give Russell Wilson any opportunity of stuff. Uh, so the run game was one issue I can think of. Against spread stuff, I felt they did pretty well. Perhaps they could have wanted a bit more pass rush at times, but I felt they did pretty well. We can deal with injuries in a bit, but in terms of just the absence of Adams, I think that hurt them because I think that would have been a large part of the game plan when it got more spread out. And then the other the other issue I can think of is the issue in the flats off play action where they just kept having like an edge defender, you know, trying to hold it off, but then Russell can scramble. So I'm going to go down to this. And there's one time that approach worked, uh, sort of um, – Mr. Gordon, I think, uh, down into the red zone or like near the goal line, but that's because it's more condensed space. But other than that, it kept killing them. So, eh, what did you think of the defense, uh, Griffin? And yeah, else? no, I, I agreed. Um, I agree with you. Like there were the the structural issues in the flat with either, you know, um, screen identification, or that's kind of a bigger structural issue. But then, yeah, o- overrunning. Um, the the backside edge defender o- overrunning the um, the the boot on outside zone action, especially on well boots, um, that that was concerning because it was a repeated a repeated theme. Um, it was a theme. Um, th- then, like you said, they had a couple of moments where they kind of regained themselves, but that's like a structural issue they have. Um, but that also that defender just seems to be more keen for it, has to slow play the run action a little bit more. Um, and that's also one of the disadvantages you have when you're not gapped out up front because you have, because even if that backside guy also has the boot responsibility, um, you have one extra fitter in the box that can kind of overlap, you know? Um, so it's, uh, it's a tough spot to be in something they got to fix. Um, when they went into spread, which they saw very little of, by the way. Um, but when they did, I mean, I don't think Russ got very little in structure. What he did get was him creating, you know, out of structure. So that gives me confidence for when they when they face more um, guys that are more likely to just kind of read the play out and get the ball to the check down. Like we would have seen Seattle rally on that a little bit more. Um, but I think the the corners on deep stuff on the perimeter did really well. There were some penalties that I thought were a little ticky tack. Kobe Bryant on the slot fade just got beat. Um, had he not, or even if he even if he got his head around, that ball was underthrown. Who knows what happens there um, on the touchdown to Judy. Um, I feel like this is the kind of game where they have some serious issues. They gave up a lot of yards. They did. But so it, I it can feels give you like... Them. Russell, 340 passing yards, and they they had 103 yards rushing, which was... Only two of that was Russell Wilson, so that was all like legit, you know, running back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it also feels like there's a lot of meat on the bone, like a lot to rally around and like build out of. It wasn't just like like they have a lot of good elements going for them. Um, I you I do wonder what happened with uh, some of the play action concepts where guys are starting to get open late in it. Um, is that like a Kobe Bryant thing? Is that, was that Josh Jones maybe with, with Jamal not in there? You know, there's just no way to know without the tape. Um, so that, that's the frustrating part here. Um, yeah. So beyond that now, a lot of those drives in the second half, I thought the edges were getting held pretty egregiously. 
So either either don't hold them and it's a sack or the play's busted or a hurry, whatever, or it's a penalty. Um, they were getting yards they should not have been getting out of that. So tie. But it's but really quick, it's good to really see Inwosu and Taylor affect the game though, because they were affecting the game. They just weren't getting credit mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, they were affecting the game. Shelby Harris was affecting the game at times. Like uh, there was definitely some positives to take away from there, and we'll see what the tape says at the end of the day. But um, yeah, Nuoso, I, I mean, had an amazing game. Uh, just the energy he brought and the, the way that he was continuously in the backfield. He had the one f- strip fumble. Did he get in on the second one? I can't remember. Um, but he was in on one of those. Uh, just he was he was kind of all over the field. Had the first sack, of course. Uh, nice play to come up and, and grab Russ as he exited the pocket. Um, so that was nice. I felt like Boye Mafe was kind of put in some disadvantageous spots tonight. I don't think he was used. He was just the uh, well. the guy off the bench he, when Daryl Taylor yeah. was cramping. Like it was go and run uh, upfield and see what happens. Yeah, be energetic. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and they they took advantage of that, uh, just kind of his inexperience in general. Um, uh, a couple sh- times it seemed. Yeah, he he should only be on the field when the offense is in gun. Yeah. And then of course, you know the missed opportunities. Russ gifts Quandary Diggs an interception in the end zone. It just falls right through his hands. Jamal has another interception go off of his face mask. Oh. God, yeah, because that was the perfect Russell Wilson kind of illustration of like he was running round and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's gonna lob this to open. Oh no, he's literally lobbed it to like a tightly covered Jamal Adams guy. And yeah. then oh Russ is seeing too high. Oh, he's just gonna throw that into the the cover two uh safety. What the heck is going on here? Um mm-hmm. but then Russ sort of actually got some nice stuff off scrambles. Um Jerry Judy went four for 102 yards. He was so fast. Um yeah. There was a lot of holes in the defense that I feel like with more stress, like, sorry, more more emphasis, I feel like they will get slightly better at defending. There was a sense that it's like how much middle field closed could they get away with playing against Russ? Now, we'll see a lot more of it against Trey Lance, I think, because of how run heavy that kind of um, 49ers offense uh, was probably going to be. But um, with the Russ thing, it's like, you don't want to obviously play that much middle field close. You don't want to leave the corners on island, especially with how inexperienced they are. Tariq Willen had like an up and down game, but he's battling. I hope he's okay because um, mm. that that was an incredible uh, play where he he came down, knocked out the first guy, and then uh, took a helmet to the like arm. Hopefully it's not broken. Hopefully it's just badly bruised. But um, well, not mm. hopefully badly bruised, but hopefully he's not hurt. Um, the and then Mike Jackson, I felt, had a really good game. Like uh, he had a few rough plays, I think, run fit wise early on. But then towards the end, he was he was clamping guys up, playing aggressive, physical, getting his hands on footballs, and um, just like he did in preseason. So, and then the nickel situation, Kobe Bryant, he got that tough play against Judy, where he's just a one on one. Judy's so fast. Welcome to the NFL. Oh, you beat, and this cover one. That, that's what happens. And Kobe nearly picked the ball still. He did. Like well, the Russ ball threw went, that late. That was what's so annoying. His... Russ saw it late and threw it late, and Kobe yeah. almost got it. I don't know how he. It he like went it, really. through his arms. It like went through his arms. It was crazy. Um, yeah. So, you know, some missed opportunities there. But I think overall, I mean, you know, I was expecting some obvious growing pains from uh, the defense and especially the secondary because, you know, we had seen the depth chart and that 
ended up ringing true. It was Mike Jackson and, and Tariq Woolen starting tonight. And it's like, okay, well, Woolen's making his first career start. Mike Jackson's literally started four games in his career. There could be some issues tonight. Yeah. And then Jamal goes down fairly early on, which, oh, God. You gotta feel really bad for Jamal Adams. It's yeah. just it's so sad. It's so sad, man. And he was having a really nice game tonight, too. Yeah, it's just, he was. Yeah, that's, it's his fourth major injury in his third season. Yeah, yeah. With, with stuff like that, you worry about you know, well not worry, but you, you feel concerned for the human and like mental health and yeah, and how challenging that must be. Just uh, he just looked like on the car, he didn't even look um sad or whatever he looked you know frustrated and just yeah just annoyed it was a serious um quad tendon injury pico said mm. i think he described it as rare which that's never good um serious uh. rare like hopefully firstly jamal adams's quality of life is okay and then hopefully he can come back but um that doesn't sound good at all definitely out for the season and um josh jones uh, in the brutal way of football, Josh Jones, next man up. He was already going to play a lot with the three safety looks, like we alluded to um, earlier in the offseason from our spies at training camp. But the, the, the three safety looks with uh, Josh Jones was the first man up. He took Ryan Neal's job with Ryan Neal being out. Then did Ryan Neal come in the game or did they just play nickel? I think they Neal maybe played a few snaps, I but I... I'd have to see the remember. snap count. I can't remember. But I, I feel field. we saw mainly just a lot of more nickel, uh, like a lot more Coleman out there. Um, mm -hmm. But Josh Jones played great. Uh, he was physical. He didn't bust anything. He was really sure tackling. He built on his impressive preseason. So that's a positive sign, despite the fact that, like, what you're losing in Adams, I think, was their big time passing down plan. Now, Cody yeah. Barton's probably that now as a, like a blitzer. But it's just not Adams, so that sucks. But yeah. and you, you just can't replace that really, along with the fact that he is a chess piece who can do a, a lot of things, um, and you can rely on coverage as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, people in the comments want us to talk about Cody Barton. Got a lot of Cody. Uh, Barton there we go, Dwayne. He 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 made some plays. He the the sack, and then he had the the tackle on the screen late, and then he just made some like other when he was targeted just kind of you know tackling the ball probably where he should have but yeah they tried that, to get him on um option routes in the backfield and he like played his leverage pitched his 10 he didn't like get in a head up situation on the back he just let it get thrown to the outside chopped his feet chopped his feet chopped his feet pushed him out the sideline and it's like you know he didn't get his ankles broke and that's impressive stuff yeah yeah i mean that that, that fits his skill set i mean the, the three cone the shuttle it's all there Beyond that, like we keep repeating ourselves, we need the tape to know what he did. Could he have been targeted? Did he bust assignments on play action? Did he prevent targets on play action, right? Or a deeper dropback stuff? He was in there a lot when they did go gun. And like we said, pure passing situations. He was on the field and Denver didn't have a lot of success within the, the structure of the play call. So I assume whatever occurred, Seattle's interior coverage was doing its job. So, um, We'll know more there after we uh, watch the tape. Yes, we, we must watch the tape. Press conference-wise, Pete Carroll seemed very excited, as he would be. Didn't say that he felt vindicated, but was clearly pretty pleased. There wasn't any, there wasn't any real takeaways other than the the Adams news in terms of injuries. I think you know, like Shelby Harris went down, but he came back in the game. I'm sure they're a bit sore after playing a game of football, but. Other than Adams, it seems promising. 
have we ty can you think of anything that we should cover us um apart from seahawks one which again yeah i mean that's well and also your first place seattle seahawks which i'm sure will last the whole year long um yeah i mean uh i think we we hit all the key points on defense oh we got to give a special shout out to the to the special teams. Yes, finally got to oh see the God. the real special teams unit after an atrocious preseason with a lot of backups, a lot of guys that didn't make this team, and then we finally saw the real special teams unit today, and they balled out. Special shout out to DJ Dallas with the wow. Bam Bam celebration, rocking number thirty one. He popped a dude. That was that was fire. This game had everything. By the way, hey, this game hey, made Tinka. me so happy. Oh tinker. yeah, Carson Tinker. It is, it Let's is go. Carson Tinker season. We he can snap that ball. Issues. Yeah, yeah. He, he can, can snap, snap it long. Yeah. Yes. That, that was, was um, uh, super also impressive. Also, DJ Dallas had a, had really nice uh, return stay too. So yeah, yeah DJ. The, the special teams kicked their butt. Actually, like they yeah. in, all, in all aspects, they dominated the Broncos. We were teams-wise. we we were worried about special teams in preseason, but their main guys just didn't play. Yeah. 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 It did say right. that that was patchy, but um yeah. So for me kind of looking back on all of this, looking back on this game. Obviously, you know, the petty fan in me looks at Russ and I'm like 16 points, huh? That's it. For this team that you know, this roster that you you thought was uh, gonna you know take you places against the team that you know uh, you thought wasn't going to be able to do that, wasn't going to be able to elevate your game, etc. Huh, how did that work out for you? Then the you know the football person, you know the 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 objective side of me is just like you know the Broncos are gonna be okay, they're gonna yeah. be fine. Yeah, be right. we saw some, we saw some cool stuff from Ross tonight. Um, and we, we saw some cool stuff with, with how they, you know, called a game for him and everything. That was, I mean, that was cool. Russ yeah. looks like Russ. He's, yeah, he looks, he, like he Russ. looks exactly like anyone that is, you know, views him in good faith could, could view him like he making throws downfield, you know, decisive with the ball, etc. when he's in his wheelhouse, you know, um, I mean, we talked about the interceptions, but like one play was kind of fluky. The other one, he just made a bad decision, but mm. I mean, th- th- that was a very rust game there. Sure. There was some stuff. He took a couple of bad sacks, but like it's rust, you know? So you, you live with that. If you're Denver, you don't fret um, long-term at least. I don't think not yet. Anyway, there's too much good stuff to like be encouraged by, but yeah, we're going to enjoy this, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, the takes are going to be amazing. There's going to be, me? I, well, I hope we get some like dodgy PR kind of style leaks, and <clears> but I think it's a bit early for that. It, well, this is like this was the perfect know. outcome, right? Like this was the perfect outcome. Not just that the Seahawks won, but like the way that they won, the way that like Gino performed, the way that when the yeah. broadcast yeah. says that Gino has outplayed Russ. I mean, that's, that's everything. Funny. That's everything you could want more, right? Like that's. So I don't know if you guys saw this on twitter i so i i told my dad before the game seahawks are gonna win this game and he's like i don't know you know i saw gino whatever you know because he's not you know so he kind of doubted gino you know we we all make mistakes of course we we forgive you pops but uh you know so he he wasn't sure about it i was like you know what 
If they win, I'm buying a Geno jersey. I bought the Geno jersey. It's coming. It's coming. What? What is it? Action green? No, it's not action Love green. It. The only one they had yep. was navy. I'll tell you this though. I never owned a Russell Wilson jersey. There you go. They'll have action um, green Geno jerseys probably tomorrow. Yeah. That's a that's a legendary jersey. Also, the quote after the quote that goes so hard. The yeah. you know, oh, they Gino's wrote me off, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't write back. I didn't write back. That's so good. That's so good. Put it on a T-shirt. I'll buy it. It was a and game also of like really fine inches, like which is football, right? But like, oh man, there it was, was a that, great football that game toe that tap space. tight end where he just had his big toe mm. out basically and where i i thought i was probably you know scary and then the the measurement where the spot looked awful and there's a few dodgy spots but then from our camera angle there is cl- and the Seahawks twitter account tweeted this out there's clearly room between the chains oh, and yeah. the no yeah, what football. the fuck was that what where's the where's the credit card where's the um i don't know oh, you could fit a pencil in that That's, we could uh, we could see like Daylight. We can see, see the the referee's sneaker through the uh, um, through the gap. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, the days of our lives. Ray, Ray, with the big big truth, the Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West. Yes. Your for common common Seahawks W common Pete Carroll W. Uh, this was exactly the way that Pete Carroll wants to win too. This was the perfect game for Pete Carroll. I bet he was having the time of his life coaching this game. Um, this was just, this was awesome. This was everything that you could possibly want and more. Um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, man. Yeah. Just the, the whole night, the the atmosphere at Lemon Field. Um, you know, the, the Seahawks have played in, in some pretty big games over the last few years, but this game felt different than it has in a while. This felt very nostalgic. This felt like a classic Pete Carroll win. I was telling Maddie this before we hopped on that, you know, this felt like a throwback to 2010, 2011, 2012, where primetime game in Seattle, no one outside of Seattle thinks you're going to win this game. Even a lot of folks yeah. in Seattle don't think you're going to win this game. And you come out and they thought, I mean, the, the first drive, the first drive coming out and being able to score in that way with a big play with a busted coverage huge. and all that, you know, Whatever happened on that play doesn't matter. To, to have was diamond. That, he was diamond. He looked great. He looked so efficient. The offense looked just perfect. Is and it so, a top three Seahawks win under Pete Carroll? No, because you, you've got <sighs> you've so got many playoff games. You've got There's Saints wild card. The um the Niners NFC Championship game. I, the pack. I hated the Packers NFC Super Bowl Championship yeah, game. Yeah. The Super Bowl. <clears throat> the, the, the more interesting question is if we just look regular season. Oh, sure. R- regular season. Regular now, season. see if if you make this too big of a deal, people will make fun of you. Um, but yeah, it was they want to know. But it's, but it's it's, game. it's it's not just because they played Russ. It's a new era. They're post Russ, so it's there's two elements going on. Mm-hmm. Some people just look at it in terms of like a revenge game or whatever. But it's the first game of a new era. And they churned out a hard-fought victory. I mean, that's a statement in and of itself. Maybe this game Great will point. matter more if the season goes really well, better than expected. We we will look back at this game, even with uh, rosier tinted 
glasses, lenses, lens, whatever. Go Hawks. Yeah. Let's fly. Go Hawk. Let's fly. Let's fly. Indeed. Yeah, um, that's that's a perfect way of putting it, Griff. They've they've established their 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 era, their era with this with this win. They've it's it's they've a great really closing of the chapter in the right too. Way. What was that? Yeah, it's a great it's a great yeah. closing of a chapter too, right? It's a great <laughs> like you know transition game. Um, you know, I think it's uh, it was perfect to to make this week one. Um, just because of what it represented, obviously, you know, that's a big money maker for the NFL and everything like that, but also for the Seahawks and what it represents for the Seahawks. It's the very first game of the new era. You face the old face of the franchise and you open up this new era of Seahawks football and just, I mean, the, the most Pete Carroll way possible, you know, he yeah. won his way. He won on his terms tonight. Um, I think that says a lot. And, um, yeah, I'm just I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for Gino. I'm just so happy for these group of guys that they uh, they were able to pull this out. This that's what tonight is about. Tonight isn't about beating Russ or whatever. Tonight is really it's 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 about Pete Carroll. It's about this team. It's about the young guys. Who, a lot of these guys who made their you know made their or played in their very first NFL game. A lot of guys that you know made their very first start in their very first NFL game. For the most part, they all you know stepped up and contributed in their own way, and were able to win in you know true Seahawks fashion. The way that we've seen this team win games, the way that we got used to seeing this team win games in 2010, 2011, 2012, etc. You know, this is the foundation that the Seahawks, you know, the greatest Seahawks teams of all time were built upon. It's awesome. There you go. So cool. Yeah. There you go. And so, please subscribe to the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for watching. 131 people in here. Whoa, we're famous. That's basically, mm. I don't know, that's basically Lumenfield. And thanks, yeah, everybody, subscribe, for listening. Subscribe, Thank review, you. like. Uh, we're on Odyssey, so that's exciting. And yeah, we'll be back Thursday with news roundup, press conference roundup. Then Friday with the tape review, the all 22 ground freshly by Griffin, myself, and Ty. But until then, this has been Seattle Overload, and the Seahawks are 1-0.